Welcome to the ministry of Reverend David Edigenfi. Reverend David is the founder and president of Kingdom Mystery Center Worldwide. He is an end-time apostle mandated to raise mature sons of God who will explicitly manifest their identity in Christ. Reverend David has a dynamic music ministry and is the author of Dangers of Wrong Marriage. His strong passion for soul winning has spread Jesus for all nations and evangelistic crusade ministry. Now listen to Reverend David Edgenby. Praying, are you praying? It's an exalted word that is coming unto you. Lord, I give you my heart. I give you my soul. Oh, I live for you alone. Every breath that I take, every moment I'm awake. Lord, have your When I hear the church sing it, come on, Lord, I give you my heart. Lord, I give you my heart. Come on, lift your voice and sing it out to you. Give you my soul. Beloved, we send the prayers of God right here. Leave for you alone. Lord, every breath that I take, every moment I'm away. Lord, have your way. Lord, Lord, I give you my heart. I give you my soul. I live for you. Oh, 
please upon us let your presence be mighty right here let your spirit put upon your people let us be transformed and be translated let us be changed and become new let us improve and look more Jesus let us be better believers by the power of your word Lord reign in our midst here Holy Spirit help us Lord, as your word is coming to preach the word and preach it as you want to preach it in the name of Jesus I pray I commit all viewers into your I ask of God through the power of the air you will touch them touch them and you will nice even in the name of Jesus hallelujah somebody celebrate your Jesus celebrate the one that died for you Celebrate it, come on. Hallelujah. Let's take our seats. And I want to welcome you to your first Kingdom Side service on weekday meeting right after your new arrival and a new. Wow, what a blessing. Amen. For some time now, we've been dealing with. Um, the foundation of the Christian faith we have traveled very far and we have come to the final foundation let me say, final foundation of the Christian faith which is eternal judgment and strangely we thought we were going to kill this in just two weeks but realize that it is so detailed today Pastor Emma was asking me that they are going to finish today. I said, I can't finish. I can't, I can't. No, you look at yourself. You alone. If I tell you to judge you yourself, can you finish judging you yourself? You, you alone. Yes. I said, I can't finish. Because the more I sit down, like from morning, as I sat down, I just woke up from church, chair, and I'm here. Comparing scripture to scripture. And I was telling him that there are certain things that, by the grace of God, is being revealed that I've never seen it being taught until now. Until today, I had a very sound Bible expositor touch it. And I was like, wow. So I had to preach some of the things with so much boldness, though I've never heard anybody say. For example, I've never heard anybody teach on the fact that we had to be very dimensional things like awards, rewards, inheritance. And this night, I just want to continue. Hebrews chapter 6, the verse number 1. We are reading a lot of scriptures today, so we are rushing so much. Therefore, let us leave the elementary doctrine. Let us leave the elementary doctrine of Christ and go on unto maturity, not laying again a foundation of repentance, from dead works and of faith towards God. Like, you see, when you read this, it's like Bible is trying to tell you that. Listen, we, we, we should not be talking to you always, always about this thing again. By now, we should be talking about deep things when it comes to some of these things. But we have to. Amen. You'll be very surprised somebody has been, you'll be very surprised a pastor has been born again and pastor in the church and has never heard this teaching in his life. He said, verse number two, he said, of the doctrine of baptism 
and of laying on of hands and of resurrection of the dead and of eternal judgment. Then the verse number three, I like it. It said that, and this we will do if God permits. So we have been handling this realities or this truth and we have come to eternal judgment. And we have understood that when it comes to eternal judgment, we have eschatological judgment and we have non-eschatological judgment. Which try to let us know that eschatological judgment are judgments of the things to come. Non-eschatological judgments are judgment before the things to come. Hallelujah. For example, like self-judgment. When the Holy Ghost begins to rebuke you of something you do and you have to judge and accept, no, what I did is wrong and repent. That is a kind of judgment. Hallelujah. When the Bible talks about chastening, it's a kind of what? Judgment. Hallelujah. And the Bible says that if you are able to endure and go through this, this kind of judgment, you will not need any other judgment again. That means that when you are able to pass some of this judgment, the Holy Ghost prompts your heart. Hey, what you are doing is bad. And you change and you repent. The day of the beamer seat, look, you will escape certain uh, judgments. Amen. Amen. Today, I understood why Jesus didn't marry when he came to earth. I understood it straight. I was telling little bit, I said, Charlie, I have now understood why the man didn't marry. Because I've realized that to him, much is given, much, much is required. So, for him to escape many things, he has to reduce his judgment. Paul had to reduce his judgment. Amen. Amen. Now, so I was asking myself, why is it why is it that it is good to get married? But yet Jesus didn't marry. The Bible said two is better than one. That means that when you get married, you have been given better resources. Okay? But you see, if you have more, more will be required from you. <laughs> so he decided, okay, okay. And besides, apart from every other thing, you can't let somebody be a widow in three years. You just get married and in three years' time, he's gone. And the, the lady, well, well, if you look at Mary, 33 years, Christ, it was easy for her when the son had to die for her. I mean, even though she knew the son was dying for her, still she was crying. You see, human beings, how we are. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So, we have a lot to learn when it comes to eternal judgment. Last week, we understood that there are three things, or last two weeks, we understand there are three things that you have to be very careful of. Every believer has to be very careful of. Now, I spoke about, I, mentioned, I used the word every believer because, um, you see, when you become born again, there are three, there are, when it comes to salvation, okay, salvation is not complete until these three things have occurred. Justification, sanctification, and glorification. Salvation is not complete. When, uh, how many things have come? Okay, these three things. Number one, what? justification. You must be justified. And justification is a kind of salvation by reason of the death of Jesus Christ. Having judged sin and condemned sin. So the Bible says that now therefore there is no longer condemnation for anyone who is in Christ Jesus. So the truth of the matter is that the Bible makes it clear that anybody who has been saved cannot be perished. It is clear. Amen. And the Bible says that there is no one that is in the hands of the Lord Jesus that um, any man can pluck out. Nor in the hands of his father. So there are two major hands holding you. Which nobody can take you out of their hands. And you see, we, in, we, we inherit this one 
by reason of partaking in the salvation by justification. Okay? Through the death of Jesus Christ. We have been justified. It is not something we did. It is something he did. So the only time that that act of salvation can be undone is when he goes to say, please give me my death. I don't want to die again. If he may not die, I, I, I want my death back. I don't die. But he cannot undie. Can he undie? Listen to me. Even if he makes an attempt to, to undie, you know, it, it means that you have to go back to the grave and come back. You have gone through it twice. Time you have died twice. <laughs> you are more justified. What do you think? And you come back alive, you have resurrected twice. <laughs> so he cannot undie. And this is how powerful your salvation is. And this is why you cannot lose your salvation. And some of these things, when you make them, it becomes controversial. And I try to always explain it to you. Amen. God is so ready to lose you. Not for anything. You are God's investment that causes. I say you are God's investment that causes. So if God can lose his life, then he can lose you. But if he cannot lose his life, then he cannot lose you. And that's how serious it is. And I will leave this one for questions. Because I, if I continue, you won't ask questions. So I'll leave that one for questions. So when you get born again, you are justified. And there is, there is another realm of salvation, which is what? Sanctification. Which is the work of the Holy Spirit in our life. Amen. The work of the Holy Spirit in our life. And I've told you that sanctification works on our soul. I don't want to go deep into this. It is the conversion of the soul. The first salvation is for our spirit. Our spirit is born again. The second salvation is for the conversion. I beseech thee therefore brethren by the mercy of God that ye be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So the conversion, the renewal of our mind is through what? Sanctification. We are being sanctified. So Jesus told his disciples, he said, you have been made clean by the word I have taught you right now. Amen. But there is another dimension, the final stage of salvation that brings our salvation into completeness. And that is the salvation of our body, which is the, the that is glorification. That is glorification. Now, in that realm of glorification, where our bodies shall be glorified, we have understood that in heaven, this, this realities must be made clear, that in heaven, there is never, we are, we are not going to look, at, we are not going to look the same. One thing is common. We are all going to look like our Lord. But we are not going to look exactly as him. <laughs> I want to use the, the term very, very, very well. We are all going to, for example, we are all going to possess if we are human beings. If we are human beings, we all possess flesh and blood. Is that not it? But we don't look, we don't look alike. But we are all human beings. So we are all going to have a glorified body, all right. But our bodies, some of them will be nice, some, some people's bodies will be nicer than others. We have understood that. Hello? We have understood that. And we know that this one's two is dependent on certain life we live during the seasons of sanctification. How well we were sanctified is going to determine how transformed our bodies, the sanctification and how we responded to it. But we've been talking about the fact that when we get to heaven, 
There are three major things that are going to happen. We are going to receive, we are going to receive inheritance. Why inheritance? We are going to receive inheritance because we are sons. The Bible says a good father leaves inheritance for his father's father. So the Bible says that even you, your fathers who are in, on earth here, knows how to give good gifts. How much more the father which is in heaven? So if fathers who are not too righteous on earth knows how to give good gifts and inheritance, how much more the father who is in heaven? That means that the father who is in heaven has prepared for you and I an inheritance incorruptible. Why? For the mere fact that we are sons, we have a certain inheritance to partake. We have a certain inheritance. Every Christian has two types of inheritance. Every Christian, you have two types of inheritance. You have inheritance to inherit as a son, and you have inheritance to inherit as a servant. Because now when you take the, the prodigal son, for example, the Bible makes us understand that the prodigal son went to his father and said, give me the inheritance that followed unto me. And then he took it and went to lead a riotous living and then wasted it. Wasted it. And, when he had re- and when he had returned, he was so sacked from the home where he came from because the Bible says, except a man be born again, he cannot see, nor he cannot enter. So there is a heritage by entrance. And there's a heritage by possession. So when I become born again, I have an inheritance of entrance. So I have a visa to enter into the country. But how well I work in the country will determine what I will possess. So these things must be made clear to us. So if we have been born by the, the by by we have been begotten by an incorruptible seed, we have been begotten by the spirit. The Bible says the wind bloweth where it listed. We never, we never can tell where it's coming from nor where it's going. We can only feel what is so are they who are begotten by the Holy Ghost. So we are begotten by the Holy Spirit and incorruptible, not according to the will of man. Not according to the what? The will of man. So man has no role to play in this. Hallelujah. So since we are begotten by the Father, whatever is for the Father is for us. Amen. Amen. Whatever falleth unto the Father, falleth unto us. We need to understand this very clear. But not only have we been begotten, we have also been been bought. We have also been bought because before then, we were slaves unto sin. But by reason of the blood, we have been bought and we are no longer slaves. So the Bible says he took captives word, captive. We have been delivered by reason of his blood. We have been called into his kingdom that we may show forth his praise. And we, are, we were bought as servants to serve the Lord. That is why he's not only our savior. He's not only our savior, but he's also our Lord. So we say we accept him as our Lord and personal savior. If he's the Lord, it means the word Lord means master. If he's the Lord, then we are his servants. He said he's our, he's our Lord and personal Lord, Savior. And that must be understood. And that must be made clear. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. That must be made clear. That must be understood. And as 
children or as sons in the house of God, what is going to also still happen is that what's going to still happen is that we are not going to look alike. We are not going to look the same. That must be also made clear. I don't know whether you understand what I'm trying to say. There are some sons they'll be loved more. And there are some sons, look, there'll be, there'll be some way. They'll look some way. The feeling will be different. Praise God. But tonight, I want to talk to you about the rewards that we shall obtain. I say the word, the rewards that we shall obtain. Last Tuesday, we looked into the awards and we understood that awards are given to distinguished personalities. People who have distinguished themselves. The Bible says, in the race all runneth, but it says, run that you may obtain. Men are honored in the track, but some are distinguished by coming out first. So though we are all Christians, we are all being called by the Lord. Though we are all being born again, we are all being born by the blood. Though we cannot lose the salvation. Though we are all going to heaven. But when we get to heaven and we stand before the Lord, we shall not stand equal. We shall not stand equal. There shall be differences. There shall be differences. Oh, my cobra di shatala. First Corinthians 3, verse number 10 to 15. I have a lot of scriptures to read, so we are rushing and I have a limited time. According to the grace of God which is given unto me, as a wise master builder, I have laid a foundation and another builded up thereon. But let every man take heed how he build it upon. For other, for other foundation can no man lay than that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. So Jesus is not just a person, it's also a foundation. If it's a foundation, it's the definition. That is why he said he's the alpha and he's the omega. In my little mathematics, if we have two endpoints of a line, okay, we have two endpoints of a line, then it means that there is a middle point which has the same, at least one of the coordinates being the same. I don't know if you understand it. You cannot draw a straight line without having 0, 3, 0, 4, 0, 5. There should be a constant coordinate running through. Whether in the S axis or the Y axis. I just reminded you, you have forgot. You, you didn't really understand the graph. You, you didn't know what you, <laughs> you are finished writing the exam anyway. <laughs> but you have passed. I know mysterious. <laughs> Amen. So we, our walk from the start to the end. I'm telling you that we cannot walk the walk of Christ without continuing as Christ. If we start as Him and we don't continue as Him, we will not end as Him. Beloved, until we come to the full measure and the stature of the Christ, I am telling you, we have not done anything. Christianity is not just in activity, it's in manifestation of the Christ life that is available in us. It's in manifestation. So our work is also a work. Whatever we are doing, we are advancing. Whatever we are doing, we are advancing. Whatever we are doing, we are advancing. So he said, now, if any man build upon this foundation, gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, and stubble, he said, every man's work shall be made manifest for the day shall declare it. Because it shall be revealed by fire. Somebody say fire. Oh, I didn't hear. Say fire. And the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. 
if any man's work abide he had built thereupon he shall receive a reward he shall receive which one so listen this is a, a scripture that is talking about a general activity it is not about something that is forcing or putting pressure on us to distinguish ourselves. It's talking about a general activity. We have all been called to lay upon a foundation. We have all been called to lay upon the foundation Christ. So it's not like somebody has been separated to do something different. No. So what this scripture is really talking about is that the same Christ life which has been laid as a foundation for all of us to, to start from and build upon it is a spirit of us that by the time we finish the building even if it's a cantilever it should still take the pattern of the foundation it should still take the foundation the pattern of the what of the foundation beloved some of these messages are very rare in these end times i'm telling you the truth so i don't understand why i even you you have a temple to build and you're not you're not I can preach preaching that you like to bring money on. But I'm telling you that the Lord can appear at any time and arrive at any time. And when I stand before him, the shows I present will be more important than the temples I built. Because already, the real temple he dwells in is not that which is made of man's hands. It is that which is he has begotten, bought by his blood. Your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. One day Jesus was having service with his disciples and they had finished a temple, a new temple in Jerusalem. It was a very beautiful temple. And Peter the Sanguine quickly came to Jesus and said, Jesus, let's go and see the temple. I want to show you around. Let's go, let's go and have our first service there. I want to show you around. They have nice water closet. They have this. Jesus, <laughs> so I like the way Jesus does things. He waited for Peter to finish talking. And I thought probably he was going to ask any comment about the temple. You know what he told Peter? He said, let's go to the wilderness. <laughs> and that's why they went to have the service. No light. Let's go to the wilderness. Yeah. <laughs> when you study the life of Jesus, you will understand his heartbeat. Amen. Now, if we are all being called, okay, to do a thing, that means that if we are able to do it as he has assigned us to do it, we shall be rewarded. Not necessarily awarded. We shall be rewarded. And when we talk about reward, there are two words that must come into your mind. Compensation or recompense. Compensation or recompense. <laughs> and motivation. These two things. Compensation. Being compensated for what? For a lost. Being compensated for what? For a lost. And the word motivation, we can also use another word, giving a treat. Giving a treat. Now, what are we going to be rewarded for? What are we going to be rewarded for? Our service. Our service unto the Lord. Let me tell you something. Galatians chapter 5, the verse number 16. Galatians chapter 5, the verse number 16. This I say then, walk in the spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. 
Then the verse number 22 says, but verse number 27, rather, sorry, if I'm right, or 20, 25, let's go 25. 25. If we live in the spirit, he said, if on condition that we live in the spirit, then he said, let us also walk in the spirit. Let me tell you something. When it comes to your relationship with God, your being is more important than your doing. When it comes to your relationship with God, I say your word, your being is more important to him first than what you're doing. Unfortunately, people have flooded their life with more activities than maturity becoming what they have supposed to become. Your very first responsibility as a believer is your growth. And your growth must be done intentionally. Growth is not automatic. It's an intentional activity. You must grow. You must grow. Our Lord and Savior is passionate about fruits more than gifts. A tree that does not bear fruit anoints him for the first time he opened his mouth to deal with a fruitless tree. It was in the Bible. He never had problem with people who were playing with gifts and all those things. He never commented, never had time for that. Why? Because gifts <laughs> I, I, I was telling somebody, I said, listen to me, when it comes to miracles, they are not for the church. Miracles is for the world. Why? Because the church, we are the workers of miracles. So what do you need a miracle for? Work it for yourself. Work it for yourself. So we have to spend a lot of time becoming. So Paul said that. That I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of what? Of his sovereign. Becoming is more important because what you become will determine what you can do for him. What you become will determine what you can do for him. So becoming is very much important. And child of God, Jesus will appreciate us for what we become at the end of the day. If we are able to laugh, he will appreciate us. He will motivate us. He will reward us. He will recompense us. Because sometimes the people we have to love causes us so much pain. It causes us inconvenience. It causes us so much. And for what we lose, in order to gain other people for the kingdom through love, we are, we are, we are appreciated by the Lord for that. But how can you love if you have not grown in love? How can you love? Love is a fruit of the spirit. A fruit is not eaten by the tree. The Bible says that I am the vine, here are the branches. No branch eats its own fruit. That means that somebody benefits from the fruit. That is why you need to become a very mature believer. So that your society, sometimes it is very easy for, you see people see mature Christians and they think they have met a fool for his patience, for his kindness. But they don't know that that is why the Lord encourages us. He said, blessed are ye if you shall endure, endure all persecution. Sometimes we are, we, are, we are persecuted for just what we are. Ah, chairman, there are certain things that to be from a new 
I can level it in just two seconds. But for the sake of Christ, you just watch it. <laughs> you just watch it. You just you just watch it. You, you just watch it. Tame, tame it. Tame. So that I walk through this time and I'll ask myself, hey, is this is this still me? Like I should, I look like a, a stranger in, in this town. But this territory. Oh. Now my territory now. There's no corner here. You, you lie bad. But for the sake of Christ. But for the Lord. But for the Lord. <laughs> I was telling somebody, I said, hey, the thing when you come to church, you have done good to the pastor. Also, remember what's already be why? Remember what's already be. <laughs> it is only in this time I realize that people go to church for the pastor. It's not, it's not a fault. You have KMC. We will persuade you. We will chase after you. We will follow you up. And some of you, you are here. You have been following you. Come to church. Come to church. You, you have been dodging us. You have been dodging us. You have been dodging us. You don't have understanding. Do you know what you are looking for? We are just looking for you to come and sit down so that we will teach you. That's all. You like passing gardens. You like leaves. You have become a herbalist. They should gather leaves for you. And bring salt. And add a certain honey. And turn in some way. And do. Whilst we are, we are looking for rewards. Eternal things. Whilst we are looking for eternal things. Whilst we want to stand before our Lord. And say well done. Thou good and faithful servant. Whilst we are looking for rewards. now when it comes to rewards you have three areas through which one can obtain three areas that our God our Lord is going to look at three areas I want to remind you that all the judgments shall be by fire I say all the judgments shall be by There is the lake of fire and there is the eye of fire. I said there is the word, the lake of fire and there is the word, the eye of fire. The bimacy judgment shall be done by the eye of fire. The Bible says fiery eye will look at you and scan you from head to toe. All that you are doing, all that you've become, he will scan you. But you know, in front of the bimacy judgment, the salvation of the, of, of the believer is not in question. It is his works. So, in front of the BMC judgment, it is not about whether I'm going to be saved or not. No, 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 no. You have passed that stage. All that shall remain. Say, be BRC if everything gets burnt into ashes. What shall remain? Do you know what shall remain? It is you, your salvation. You shall remain. You shall be delivered. Do you know why you will be delivered? Because your salvation was not worked by you, it was worked by himself. And it's incorruptible. He died for you. He paid the price for you. And his redem- the redemption work, man of God, is incorruptible. Corruption cannot. So that one, you will not lose it. That is why you cannot lose your salvation. That is why you cannot lose it. Because it was not worked by you. It's incorruptible. But you can lose your inheritance. 
child of God, you can be in heaven and never be happy. Your only gratitude will be for the, the, the geographical location where you find yourself. But you'll be, you'll be very worried. You, you will be very disappointed. You'll be so ashamed. You, you, you can, you can, you, you, there is nothing of teeth in heaven. You don't know, eh? There is nothing of teeth. The Bible says that you shall cast you into the outer darkness. All those things the Bible was talking about, it's not talking about hell. It's not talking about hell. It's talking about heaven. There is a place in heaven called outer darkness. That is a place so far from the Lord. You are far away. Far away. Somebody say heaven is over. There's not a heaven zone. There's outer darkness. And some of you will think that oh, listen, heaven is not the ultimate. You began from heaven. Listen to me very carefully as a believer. You began from heaven. What is more important is who you become in there. The kind of glory of glorified body you carry, the kind of crown you have, the kind of uh, I mean uh, 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 material, whether of gold, silver, or or or, or, or of hay or, or stubble, whatever it is, that, those are the most important thing. Those are the most important thing. And last week we understood that even the way we come to church, he said, you will judge our imagination. You will judge our imagination. Number one, we shall be rewarded for our faithfulness. We shall be rewarded for what? Our faithfulness. Oh. Le ba 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 ba. We shall be rewarded for what? Our faithfulness. The Bible said, thou good and faithful servant. We shall be rewarded for our faithfulness. Faithfulness on every side. Faithfulness towards your wife. Faithfulness towards your Bible. Faithfulness towards your pastor. Faithfulness at, to be faithful at the workplace. Faithful, you see, when we talk about faithfulness, let's try and find out what faithfulness truly is. From the one who was given five talents. Faithfulness is not just telling the truth. Sometimes it is also doing it as it is expected of you to be, do, to be done. The Bible says when he was given the fact that immediately he engaged into profiting and brought back. So he didn't keep some for himself. He brought it back. Thou good and faithful servant. There are certain people, man of God, they can be faithful, but they are not good. Faithful, faithful pastor, but he's not a good pastor because he doesn't study his word, become skillful in the word. You must be skillful in whatever you are doing. We shall be judged for our faithfulness. Why? Because it is expected of a steward that a man be found what faithful. Why did the Bible say that everything we possess in this life? Our position, our possession, our identity, whatever we can boast of. We have we came we came to this world with nothing, and there is nothing we have that we have not received, and we are stewards of all things, and we must be faithful concerning faithful stewards of all those things. And I'm telling you, God will question you about your time, the years you lived on earth here. So David said that, teach me how to number my days so that I can apply my heart to what wisdom. 
wisdom is the way of the Lord. The Bible says that wisdom is what helps you to profit. Man of God, the truth of the matter is that it is not only spiritual things that the Lord is expecting us to be faithful towards. You'll be shocked. He said, know you not that your bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. It means that the Holy Ghost is concerned about physical things, your carnal things. The Holy Spirit is concerned about your time. He's concerned about how you attend to certain things. The brain in your head. I told my sons, I said, listen to me. <laughs> there is no human being on earth that can tell you that my mind is full. There's nothing like that. It can't be full. Hard drive can be full, but your brain cannot be full. If you don't know, it means you are not studious. I said, if you don't know, it means you are not what? I said, Pastor Bima, as a man of God, if we shall be judged by the knowledge we have. Look, the fact that there's, 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 there's the, the Bible, I don't like phone. I want Bible is here. Look at you. <laughs> Come to church with Bible. The fact that we have this document, we shall be judged on it. Every resource that has been made available to us, whether through our pastor, like the preaching I'm preaching right now. Look, it is not every church, it is not every believer that will hear this word. But if you have heard it, you shall be judged with it. Every resource. The fact that, listen, I was reading a scripture, there's a scripture in the Bible that I read today that told me that certain men shall be judged based on the measure of opportunities they had. So I can be a pastor living at a place with internet. How faithful was I with the engagement of the internet as long as the gospel was concerned? You have money to buy mobile food. God is going to judge you. You'll be judged on how faithful you were with the Assemblies of God Church, with the Methodist Church, with the KMC Church. All the things the Bible says that I will give you pastors according to my heart that will impact knowledge unto you. He said, and I will choose a place for you. So the church you are in, God chose it. He will ask you. The pastor you undermine, God gave you, he will ask you. No amount of money can make your pastor less in life. Some of you are here right now, you are, you are humble. You'll be rich right now. Uh, not in here. In me, I will not give you a chance. I say me, I will not do what? I will not give you a chance. You will perish. Paul told, he said, perish with your money. You will perish with your money. Do you know why? I honor the oil above every other thing. That was why I was able to walk out of cocoa board without looking back. We've had opportunities to travel out of this country. We've turned them down. So your trianga money, listen to me. When I'm hungry and I'm righteous, I love it. Than to be abounding in wealth. And I'm not happy. I don't have the peace of God. Ah, what kind of life is that? Oh, we shall be judged by obedience. Hmm. It is not only with faithfulness. Those of you who don't like praying, do your quiet times. Unfaithful <laughs> with your quiet time. Jesus Christ, the Son of God. I say who? Not the Son of Joseph. I say who? Jesus Christ, the Son of God, according to Mark 135, the Bible says, early morning before day, he woke up. He rose up. You, Kwabla Masa, 
the son of Antajwa, the Bankusala. You can sleep up to 10 o'clock, no quiet time. You don't do quiet time, you'll be judged, I'm telling you. One day I was, I was, I was, I, you see, one of the reasons why I pray and I thank God for the even opportunity to go to Achimota school and all those things is because one day the Holy Spirit came to me and he told me, he said, you can read and write. It was a grace I gave you. So some of you are here. The fact that you are able to read the Bible is a certain blessing, a certain grace that God has given you. Because somebody who cannot, be, who cannot read, look, must be told. The Bible says, how can they be saved if there's no preacher? Now you're a preacher, you know it. You shall be jajo. You shall be jajo. Some of us as believers have been sent to certain offices for strategic reasons. I said he is Lord over all. What did I say? He is Lord over all. Someday we understood that we should have the right brand identity of who? Jesus. That is what is making us look at him as inferior and we get to the place when we get to bank we respect note than Jesus. It's a great mistake. He is Lord over all. God has strategically placed you at certain places just for you to become his mouthpiece. Just for you to become, maybe, hey, you may not be able to preach to the MD or whatever, but the Lord has made you a prayer tower. Pray so that there shall be an encounter. Because when we pray for the salvation of men, angels organize their salvation. They can cause a preacher influence him or her to be tuning in and one day you tune into a certain preacher and something will happen. Somebody will go and stand at the back of his house and do drum broadcast. Angels will organize so that his path will cross with the gospel because everybody's path must cross with the gospel so that God will be just. The Bible says he's faithful and just. When he's judging you, then he must be sure that he gave the opportunity. So that he doesn't say, oh God, I didn't know. I didn't know. Oh brother. There's nothing like that. And that's how I tell man of God. I say, if there's nothing like, if ignorance, when you go to Achimota school, one of the laws is that ignorance is no excuse. No matter, oh, senior, I didn't know. Ignorance is no excuse. <laughs> there's a, um, we have some three laws. Oh, yeah, better. If ignorance is no excuse, then it means that learning with speed is relevant. It is non-negotiable. I must be fast with knowledge. I must do all night with the Bible. I must read. I must study. I must know and be willing to obey. If you are willing and obedient, then you will eat the good of the land. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the podcast, you can subscribe. You can share with your friends. Take a screenshot and share it on your social stories and tag us at KMC Worldwide. For more information, visit kmcworldwide.org. Thanks again for listening. God bless you.